Hey, church, it's Pastor Mike. Welcome to my seven-minute almost daily podcast where we're just trying to adapt to the cultural changes that we find ourselves in, the stuff the pandemic has pushed upon us, pretty much unavoidable. But we're leaning in, trying to figure out how to get better. We call it ReChurch. Hey, church, if you didn't listen to the last episode, I would suggest it. I made some comments about the upcoming in-person gatherings that we're going to try to pull off in November, possibly December. Love for you to hear a little bit more about that. I didn't want to be too repetitive here. We got about 30 days before we're going to launch in anything like that. So um, make sure you listen to that. What I do want to cover is (laughs) I want to finish what I started four episodes ago, which are just basically three tips for Christian engagement with challenging subjects, challenging people, um, difficult, even volatile issues that we face in our culture. We need to engage. We must engage. But there are some things that we got to remember when we go in there. Number one, Christians have an eternal hope. Non-Christians do not. What that means is there is much more at stake for the non-Christian in the issues that they're engaging, the challenges that they're battling, the conversations that they are putting forward. They are trying to gain something within their soul, unbeknownst to them, that they cannot get through earthly solutions. As Christians, we can't engage on that same level. We can't engage uh, the issues that we face from the posture that if we don't win this thing, you know, it's the end of the world. There is no end of the world for us. It's eternal. God's got greater purposes. He's got deeper meaning. You've got an identity that goes beyond winning and losing in this world. So we engage without any fear. We engage without any anger. We engage from a, poor, from a place of complete peace about who we are, what God's up to, and so forth and so on. We have to engage with that perspective. Number two, we have to be educated on the issues that we're um, battling through that we're conversing about, that we're dialoguing, that we're arguing, that we're debating. The Christian that is uninformed or misinformed is not helping themselves, and they're not helping the greater cause of Christ. They're buying into political agendas. They're buying into cultural agendas. We are simply getting our content. We are informing ourselves through very passive means of largely TV and radio, talk radio. Those are not robust information, you know, spaces. (laughs) You can find answers. You can find good journalism. And you should. And you should listen to all sides of the argument and be informed. Number three. What I said yesterday or in the last episode was work hard, 
to promote a greater good. And I wanted to work that out just a little bit. I think the biggest thing that we need to remember is our struggle, as Paul put it to the Ephesians, is not against flesh and blood. Something greater is going on, and we should be pushing toward and aiming toward that good. The person you're arguing with, the the opposing team, those on the other side of the aisle, whatever it is, on the other side of the divide, need to see, feel, get a sense from you that there's more than just this battle. And that our struggle is not against them. It's against the darkness and the principalities of this world that are trying to keep people from faith in a good God, from real hope in an eternal security. Paul put it this way to his young upstart, (laughs) Timothy. He says, pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Opponents, catch this, must be gently instructed. And this is the crux of the whole verse. This is the crux of the whole passage, the text. Listen, it says, opponents must be gently instructed. That's our part, to gently make our point, to gently point to the truth. In the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth and that they will come to their senses. The point I want to make here is that's not our job. Our job is to be kind, faithful, loving, peaceful, staying out of foolish and stupid arguments, trusting that God through us being kind, loving, sacrificial, courageous, letting others get the credit, not being concerned about the win, believing that God is up to something greater. When we do that, rather than get involved in this flesh and blood battle, like it's the end of the world if we don't have the final word, win, come out victorious, but instead trust that God will grant them repentance, that he will lead them to a knowledge of the truth, and they will come to their senses because of him. When we let our hope rest in him, keep our part in perspective, and let God do what he does, we do some serious rechurch. <laughs>